Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week and I hope that you are kind of getting back into the swing of things as we are getting ready for the school year to start and I'm sure so many of you are ready to feel like you're in a bit more of a routine. Often summer makes us feel like everything is crazy and I just want to talk to with you today kind of a little bit about that and the fact that For most of us, school has not actually started back yet. Now, I do homeschool and I homeschool year round, but still, most of us, we have not officially started school back. And I want to share with you today a few different things that you can do to grow your homesteading skills or your holistic living skills while also having a fun activity to do with your kids. It'll be something that your kids will remember and also help them with developing skills as well. Let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently able children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. Hey friends, did you know that we actually have a free community for the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast? It is somewhere where we can all go to join together with like-minded mamas who also understand what it's like as we parent our differently able children and just find the support and community that we desperately long for and often we really struggle to find. If you did not know about it, I would love to have you head over. It's actually, you can find it at facebook.com groups slash special kind of motherhood and I can't wait to see you over there. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So I want to talk a little bit, you know, a lot of times I do homeschool my kids year round, but we do tend to be a bit more relaxed and laid back on stuff during the summer. And it's so funny because, you know, we will feel like we have all these big plans for summer. We're going to do all this fun, amazing stuff. And sometimes life just sneaks up on us. Maybe things didn't go as planned. Maybe we were busier than we expected or It's just time flew by and we didn't do everything that we wanted to do. I know I've been there and really it's like, okay, summer break is almost done. Let's have like a last hurrah of what are a couple of fun things that we can really do with our kids. And I want to kind of put this around the fact of let's do this, something that would involve either like developing skills or teaching them about different things, offering them healthier foods. Let's talk about like homesteading stuff, gardening stuff, all of that. But what's something that we could do with them that would be a fun activity that would be really memorable to them that would also teach them something along the way. And it would also benefit us because we are also developing our skill in this area as well. And that's what I want to share with you today. I'm actually going to talk about two different categories of projects that I think would be really fun to do with your kids. And there are different options you could do with each one of them. But I just think maybe taking, you know, a couple of hours to really set aside some time before you start back to school and the hustle and bustle and all that and pick one of these things and try to just do something with your kids that just seems fun and intentional and really is going to create lasting memories for them. I know that's really what we all want as moms, but sometimes we just get so busy taking care of the house and 
taking care of the kids that we just forget to stop and intentionally do these activities with our kids. I know I have definitely fallen into that as well. And it's something that I really have to say, okay, what is it that I can actually set aside and make a specific point to do this specific thing? A lot of times if I'm very vague in general about, oh, I'd like to do something with them, then it tends to not happen. So I think having a very specific idea of this is what I want to do and this is what we're going to do. Let's gather the supplies to do it and then let's sit down and work on it together. I think that that's really helpful and I think we can be very realistic about let's just make it like an hour's worth of work. I mean, my kids, unless it's extremely, extremely um, engaging to them, they're probably not going to work for hours at a time on something anyways. So that's what I have to remind myself is really for their attention span. I tend to make it bigger in my head than it actually is. Like it's not going to take me an entire afternoon to make this time and create these memories with them. So let's go ahead and just talk about these couple of ideas that I have for you guys. Okay, so the first thing that I want to recommend would be the category of getting into the kitchen with your kids. This can look different for each family. So with my family, we are gluten-free, although my kids have been able to tolerate some longer fermented sourdough. So this could look something like I have a gluten-free brownie recipe that we we have that my kids love. So maybe I get into the kitchen with them and we make some gluten-free brownies together or I work on making some sourdough cinnamon rolls and I let them help me with rolling the dough out and putting all of the filling in it and then frosting it. Or it could be something like another thing that I love is actually homemade gummies. And the reason why I love this and why I love it for kids, well, there really there's multiple reasons. One, my kids love gummies, but I don't love what we can get from the store. And anything that's a little bit better quality is very, very expensive for the amount you get. And Secondly, I just, there's not really any health benefits to it. So to me, it's not something that I would love to give my kids other than just for a fun treat, which we occasionally do. But what I love about making them yourself is the fact that you can actually use grass-fed gelatin. And the thing with the grass-fed gelatin is that it's actually great for rebuilding the gut lining. And it's very similar to collagen in that, in that both of them will help to rebuild the gut lining. So especially if you have get leaky gut in your family, anything like that. I love to sneak in collagen or gelatin anywhere that I can in our diets just to help with strengthening and rebuilding the gut lining because we do have a lot of food sensitivities, food allergies. A lot of that does come from leaky gut for us. Uh, Myself and one of my children has an, we both have an autoimmune disease, which also leaky gut is a factor in that as well. So something that I really like to do. So what I like about the fact that I can make these homemade gummies is one, we have some cool, fun molds that you can pick out. You can order them on Amazon. You could get them at Walmart. You could really look, I'm sure like Hobby Lobby has them as well. You could take your kids with you and they could pick out some fun shapes that they want to make these gummies. And then on top of that, I like to get a good quality, organic, 100% fruit juice. I can very much customize the recipe to what it is that I think will work well for my kids. I honestly have even canned my own um, uh, blackberry juice and I have that sitting on the shelf so I can quickly pull it out for whenever I want to make gummies for them. 
there's just a lot of versatility to it. I'm not having to worry about food dyes or anything like that. I'm giving them a good quality beef grass-fed gelatin in the recipe, which of course is supporting their gut health. And I mean, what kid doesn't love gummies? Especially if they get to go pick out some fun shapes, they're going to actually help you with it. You know, making gummies, it's very simple. It's not something that's very labor or time intensive. So it's a very fun, quick project, in my opinion, to do with kids. I just think it's great. It's fun. It's kind of like a novelty thing. I don't, I'm not going to make them for my kids all the time, but I think for a fun little, hey, like let's do something fun together. Let's get in the kitchen together before we go back to school or something like that. I think that's great. It's a really fun thing to do. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that you could do as far as in the kitchen. If your kids love baking, definitely focusing on that, finding some kind of fun snack for them that they might like let's try a new healthier snack that we're going to have for the school year that I'm going to make put into my routine of making every single week. And how about if we spend a few hours in the kitchen and we'll make a couple of them and then we'll all vote on which one is our favorite. You can make a game out of it, something like that. Just getting into the kitchen with your kids and being very intentional about creating some kind of fun memory with them, helping them to learn. This is how we make our gluten-free brownies. This is how we make these yummy, delicious gummies that you love so much that I know are also boosting your gut health. You can just get very creative with it, very specific to your family and what you know your kids love, what they naturally have an interest in. I always try to lean into what do each of my kids naturally have an interest in. So there are some kids who don't care as much about getting into the kitchen. This may not be the thing that would really connect with them. Maybe I'm going to have to do that with a couple of kids and then do something else with a few of my other kids. And then the other thing that I would say is to try to make some kind of intentional gardening activity with your child. This could be that you go find some kind of very small raised bed planter, you get some soil and you fill it up and you decide that you're going to plant some different things. Radishes would be a great thing. They're very quick turnaround. That would be something great to plant. Or maybe you want to plant like some lettuces or some herbs, different things like that. You know, you could also do like a container garden. Maybe you just have some pots that you could plant some stuff in. Or maybe you have a raised stacking planter, like a green stalk or something like that. And you just want to get some soil. It can be very simple. I, in, in my opinion, starting with some kind of raised planter or something like that, a stacking planter, where you're literally just getting the container and then the soil would be the easiest. Your kids can help you fill the soil. Maybe if you're going to plant from seed, they can help you pick out which seeds you want to use. What is it that you want to plant? Or you could go to like your local nursery and see what starts do they still have? What is it that you can get that you could plant in there as well? You can just get very creative, get their input on it, let them help, let them use some kind of container, like a cup or something to fill the containers, let them plant the seeds, show them this is how deep we need to plant the seeds, all of that. Just get them very involved in it. Let them feel like it's their little garden to take care of. And then remind them, hey, let's work on on watering your garden. Today, we need to water your garden. Let it be a project for them that you help them with. It's going to develop that skill and that confidence for them. It's going to give them something fun. And then imagine their excitement whenever they actually get to harvest from that. Another great thing would be to grow herbs. And now not all herbs would we still have time. You're absolutely going to have to look when your first frost date is. You can just Google that to see because not everything would have time before a frost depending on where you live. But some of the more quicker producing like quicker time from seed to maturity would be things like basil or cilantro or dill. 
Um, I do actually love to grow cilantro in the fall because where I'm at, it's so hot that in the summer it tends to go to seed very quickly and I really can't get anything out of it. The same with basil, although I have kept my basil this summer, but we have not had it as hot this summer as we normally do, in my opinion. But those are some really more of like a faster turnaround would be those. And then some things that another one would be parsley. I love parsley, although it does have 70-ish days before you would really be able to harvest. Of course, all of these are kind of guidelines. It's not very, it depends on a specific variety that you plant. Typically, you're going to find that on your seed package, although not, not all of them say it. Another great thing would be like lettuces, Swiss chard. Those are fun things that you can just go out, harvest some. It'll continue to grow back. In my opinion, um, things like radishes that come very quickly. A lot of them are like 20 to 30 day range, depending. Those are something that a kid is very quickly going to see a result from. Roasting radishes kind of takes away some of that bite, that spiciness that can be in them. Also, when you're not growing them in extreme heat, that's going to help with them not being as spicy. So planting them more towards the fall is really nice because it's starting to cool down a little bit more. And this, it's the same thing with like herbs and lettuces and greens and things like that. What I love about it is because you can go harvest some and it will continue to grow, continue to produce. Another great tip that I have with this is wherever you decide you want to plant something, whatever it is, whether it's a small raised container, a stacking container, a pot, it could be literally anything. My opinion is to try to keep it somewhere close. Like we love to keep our, that kind of stuff on the back porch. It's not actually in our garden. And the reason why is one, it's easier to remember to water it. It's more convenient to water it. And I just like the convenience of it being just right outside my back door. Because if I'm making a recipe and I need parsley, it's very easy for me to just quickly walk out there, cut some parsley, and then use it in a recipe. And how fun to actually be able to teach your kids, well, one, you've grown this and we're going to use it in our dinner tonight. How encouraging is that, especially if you have a child who struggles to try new things? That's going to be a huge incentive for a lot of kids and of the excitement of, wow, I grew this. Let me see what this tastes like. That's been the case for my kids. But also they get to go out there you can let them help you harvest it. And then maybe they want to help you cut it up. You could use like some scissors. I know there are kids safe plastic knives as well on Amazon, something like that to let them actually help you to be involved with the cooking. And it's a very simple task. It's not going to take up, you know, more than five minutes for them to help you with harvesting that, but it will be very rewarding to them as well to know that they grew that and that they contributed to the meal. It's just a fun project. It's teaching them new skills. And I just think, you know, it can take, I mean, the gardening stuff that might take you some time to get the supplies, get the materials, go to the nursery, all of that. But again, it's something that you can do with your kids. You can have them be involved, let them give you input. I mean, obviously you might have to give them some guidelines because if you know it's something that you don't have time to grow and you can't get it from a start at a local nursery, then you might not be able to do that specific thing. But you could give them some options from the things that you know you do have available to you. And what a fun memory for them to just look back and remember that, oh yeah, we had that garden on our back porch and mom helped me cut stuff so we could use it in our, in our dinner every night. So anyways, I will also share, um, a couple of recipes that I have really enjoyed. I will share the links to them actually over in our free Facebook community, which again is at Facebook 
facebook.com slash group slash special kind of motherhood. It will also be linked in the show notes below. So if you're looking for any of those, please come over there to the free community with us. We would love, love, love to have you. And also, I would love to hear from you guys. What is the one thing, the one fun thing that you are going to do with your kids before school starts back that's just going to create wonderful memories with them and give them lasting skills that they can use throughout life? Also, it will help to grow and stretch your own skills in living a whole more holistic life. So share with me, reach out, email, share with us in the Facebook group. You're always welcome to message me on Facebook or Instagram as well. And I will see you guys back actually tomorrow because this was a bonus episode. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.